you had two leftists who wanted to do a podcast about IPs and materialist objects, wouldn't that make them not really leftists? I would have to say it would make them anti-leftists, in fact. I would honestly say that they this, this is the problem with the left, is they have no idea what they're doing. And when you make a podcast with people and then you have to, you, you're, one of the hosts just disappear. Very interesting. Interesting, I'll say. Well, you know, man, I'll say that uh, you didn't have enough dick jokes and racially charged humor. I'm Stephen Crowder being a black man. Thank you, Stephen Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Like, how would Ben respond? He would just be like, yep, and that was a black person. Like, I don't know. He'd be like, flawless. Like, I couldn't even see through it. I couldn't I, even I, tell that you were, in fact, Stephen Crowder, a theater art major. <laughs> I thought I was talking to one of those dirty beep. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, hi, everyone. Welcome to Original Podcast Do Not Steal, a podcast where every week, my wonderful co-host, usually Amber Autumn and I, but we're still in the Amber Retrieval arc of the podcast. So today, again, follow-up, the guest host is... Hello, I'm Kane. Kane, my buddy. Almost said your last name, but then I was like, wait yeah, a don't minute. Don't dox me. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. Don't dox me. So, we like to start episodes of the podcast wherein we discuss at length intellectual properties, media, various things and what's nots for 45 minutes to an hour and make an original character within that space. To start, we do a little trick to form a parasocial bond with you, the audience, so you give me money, and that is asking questions. So today, Kane, question... What's the maddest a video game's ever made you? Oh, this is easy. So, um, as you know, I am a dirty gamer. Yeah. I'm a dirty, dirty gamer. Yeah, nasty boy. Nasty boy. I really, really enjoy the Kingdom Hearts series. Yeah, me too. Kingdom Hearts 3 has a section in it that is skippable if you don't want to complete the game Uh if you don't want to have like the the best weapon in the game yeah you absolutely have to do this portion however if you do want the weapon and i play for completion when i play these games there is a mini game in kingdom hearts 3 called frozen slider oh yeah i remember that i played it once and then never thought about it (laughs) yeah i spent in real life hours doing this fucking game keeping in mind i hate I don't hate Frozen. I was going to say I hate Frozen. I don't hate Frozen. I hate Olaf. The character in Frozen, the stupid-ass snowman by, by is it Josh Gad, yeah. I think is the... And he is just hearing his voice over and over for hours, saying the same couple voice lines as you have to... The point of it is you're, like, sliding through this, like like multi-track area that you it forces you to replay it multiple times to get the full completion and that's if you are appropriately collecting the things and like hitting the angles correctly and then you still have to replay it to get the other things i did this mini game for hours and was actually like frustratedly shaking and just being like, it can't be done. It, 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 it can't <laughs> be done. Possible. They've done this on purpose. They, they <laughs> hate me. Fuck with me. Like, I was trading the controller off to people. <laughs> and being like, you do this. You do it. I don't want to fucking do it. And then, like, they would they would get shitty and hand it back to me. And it was this was happening for, like, yeah. the uh, That was years ago, though. The most recent one, I would say, what was... honest-to-goodness game, Grumps moment, right? There. Yeah. <laughs> and the most recent one was, um, I got really into Injustice 2. Because mm-hmm. I bought it for, like a couple bucks like literally two dollars on playstation and uh i was like getting good at it like i was like oh i'm kind of sweaty let's go i had like a character that was like max level and then you went online no and then i invited my brother over who has never keep in mind ever played this game and i was like you know well i'll just start on a new profile so that way i don't beat your ass with my like max level character and he was like okay and then he stomped me like five <laughs> and oh after never playing got up and went i'm bored and then left <laughs> And that was the most shitty I've been in a minute because of a video game. It, and it, it was literally like um, he stood up, was like, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. And then he turned and he was like, actually, I'm bored, so I'm going to go home. And then just left. And so I was just sitting on my couch with the menu, just staring at it for a second. And I was like, am I washed? Am I too old to play games now? 
is this what it is? Is like I feel like I'm good, and then I just get smashed by someone who's never touched the game before. Oh, it's just that picture from Malcolm in the Middle where he was like, "The future is now, old man." Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. Oh, I was pissed, but like not like at him. I was just like, "Why are games hard?" Like, it was <laughs> my like was my like why can't I be good at things? <laughs> was my was my main thing. Mine similar to the Kingdom Hearts was. Have you ever played Psychonauts? No, I've watched playthroughs. Wonderful game. Yeah, yeah, Wonderful it's game. really cool. One of the most fully realized, creative, thematically resonant mm-hmm. games of all time. I have a video, I'm almost done editing it. But the ending of that fucking game is so goddamn busted and unfun. And just Psychonauts as is, is not particularly great with yeah. its platforming. And it's so it's clunky physics engine toppled with, from my experience some undodgeable projectiles the whole fucking time. <laughs> uh-huh. Instant death because yeah. water is rising and Kane, the voice clips of the dad being like, ha my boy! Like, they fucking seared into my oh, brain yeah. and by the end of it I was like shaking the controller oh, yeah. in my hand. I was like, how do, this game isn't a classic, fuck you! <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's the, uh, the, the shaking the controller is definitely, I, I was always one of those people who was like, I don't understand how people can, like, break their controllers or throw them through shit. And then I played the Frozen Slider thing. I played Injustice. And then I was also, like, uh, my brother, the same brother who dusted me at Injustice, uh, got me into playing CSGO. And I literally had one of those, you know, the moment, the meme where it's like, why is it when I flash somebody, it's like slapping him with a napkin. But when I get flashed, it's like some bug bro, like black dude, skull fox me. Same thing. Like, I just was screaming. I was just like, why can't I fucking hit? Speaking of big, burly black men. Yeah. The book we're talking about, True Allegiance, it Uh has some black people in it. One of them. Are they portrayed in a really good light? No. (laughs) One of them is my favorite. It's going to get political this episode. It's going to get probably uncomfortable. We're talking about Ben Shapiro, right-wing pundit, and I would go as far to say lunatic? Fucking lunatic? Oh, yeah, he's fucking crazy. Like, genuinely nuts. He wrote a fiction novel. He actually wrote several fiction novels. But mm-hmm. today we're covering True Allegiance. And that black man who is my favorite in the whole book, it's... Kane, one chapter in and there is racism. I was I was gonna be, is this like a Mark Twain? Where he wrote the characters and the character's name is literally like the N-word. Oh, I don't like how close you are. <laughs> yeah, so, is that close? So, <laughs> before we get to that, I want to start with the cover of the book. Okay, so here, introduce me to the book, because I know Ben Shapiro is uh, apparently a best-selling author, but I have never actually read any of his works, and I know how big of a fan you are of Ben Shapiro's art, I will say. Oh, Devin is currently standing, our audio listeners. They're fucking terrible! Oh, uh, so they could scream from the other side of the room. Didn't want to pop the mic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know just from what I have heard... Uh, just our conversations actually is that like he likes to self-insert uh, himself who Ben Shapiro cannot be taller than five foot even and will insert himself as like a massive statured chiseled jaw. Brett Hawthorne was a bear of a man yeah, who yeah, stood yeah. six foot 230 pounds exactly. in his underwear. Yeah 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 so and I know he like like he pictures himself as like Jack Reacher in any like scenario that he places his fictional like self-insert um, which I guess I mean is fair. I feel like if I was to go into and make myself a character, I would be like, and keep in mind, he had a ten and a half inch dick just because, you know, I could. But like, it, there's something to be said about hyper masculinities, like, like attributes that you have to like, that you feel the need to fill in because you're so like, not just because you you have this idealized version of hyper masculinity and then you look in the mirror and you're a five foot even shrill voiced political poindexter. So when talking about this book, I need you to understand how poorly written it is when all Ben Shapiro has done for money is write things. So you will have sentences that are like keep well and part of that too is he he writes things but he writes things from like a journalist like yeah. type beat which is very different for writing books so it'll be like she looked at the tv comma the tv that was playing the news story subheader no just dash the 
that was playing a story she disagreed with. Suddenly, I have one written that I just really need everyone to fucking hear. Blood covered the floor, the walls. It made the floor, Yorkie's floor like right there, wet like that. It made the floor wet like oil at a transmission shop, which you may notice is not a thing. They don't have transition shops, Ben, but it's all horrible and it's... <laughs> Suddenly, his eyes filled with a sudden rage. Suddenly, there was a sudden rage. She could hear him sigh audibly. That's how hearing works, yeah. Ben. I shitted shittily. <laughs> shitted shittily. Or what, what's the meme where it's like her breasts are breastingly breasting? Oh, uh, if you if you if you want, there's a there's this one bit. I thought this would be a fuckless book, but President Prescott, we'll get to him. His secretary calls him and describes how President Prescott hears her sexy fingers manipulating the phone. It would be something like that, where it's like, what does Ben Shapiro find sexy? And he's like fingering phones just hearing fingers it, it makes him makes give me yeah he, he's really into like asmr like he just sits at his desk and he's just like he doesn't jerk off he's like a he's like a one of those what is it like never touching where he just comes without any sort of stimulus so he just watches videos of like women with nails like tapping on the microphone i'm a never comer yeah <laughs> Where he's but, like, if it happens, it happens. It's just, I, I'm not the one doing it, though. It's, in fact, it's what it is is it's seductresses online are making me come. There's a bit where Brett Hawthorne, combat general, doesn't kiss his wife for the last time because people are in the car. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know. I, just, so, I, wanna I bet they sleep in separate beds. Probably. So I want to start with the just the cover, right? Because, you yeah, know... Introduce me to this book. Try to sell it to me, like like you're a salesman. So, your favorite white-wing pundit, Ben Shapiro, yeah, yeah. wrote a painfully honest critique of modern-day America. Okay. And he called it True Allegiance, where his definitely not self-insert character will uncover grand conspiracies. Sure, the true underlying, like, what what is drawing policymakers. Yeah, what's drawing... Yeah, yeah. What, what did we leave behind? Some sort of deeper state, if you will. What did we leave behind in Afghanistan, Kane? Why are these black people mad? Because Which, white people are aliens. Fun fact, our main character, Brett Hawthorne, does not engage with the black people subplot, but we'll get to that. But okay. Kane, on the front cover, you know how you'll have a review, and I'll give a little header, yeah. like the quote, you know, uh, ellipses at the end of it? Yeah. So the quote on the book is, Meet our new Ayn Rand. Ah. From Salon.com. But, Kane, if you type... Oh, from Salon.com. Yes, but, Kane, if you type in Ben Shapiro True Allegiance Meet Our New Ayn Rand into Google, you will find an article that fully says... Oh, they did one of these things where they took it out of context, huh? Meet our new Ayn Rand. Ben Shapiro's ham-fisted propaganda fiction is even worse than you guessed. Subheader, the right-wing pundit resents the liberal tone of TV, but turns out cartoonishly right-leaning prose. Huh. It's like he read the first sentence and was like, yeah, they get it. <laughs> or he read the whole thing and was like, I don't know, like, like you do the thing where you lean into it so nobody looks into it yeah. type thing. Yeah. Wow, that's... that's Because so, uh, the, the thing, the reason... Just a little thing. One of the reasons I dislike Ben Shapiro and people like Ben Shapiro so much is because they are. It's not that they don't understand or they're not aware of the vitriol towards them and of the harm they do in the world, but that they are not only fully aware but they lean into it. Yeah, it's it's a problem I have all the time. We're aggressively political in this one. We're talking about Ben Shapiro's fucking book, but a problem I have all the time when liberals like retweet a thing or a conservative said about guns or a particularly abortion it's like this won't stop abortion it will just make people die and i'm like yeah that's what they want yeah it's not the dunk you think it is that is expressly the goal they have in yeah. future they want for you yeah it's not that they want to stop abortion they want to make it harder so that way when you do get a back alley abortion not only does your baby die but you also die because they hate you yeah your suffrage is the or point. if if you don't die you have some sort of debilitating injury now for the rest of your life and that was just your fault for being scandalous so anyways back to this horrible novel. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
So our novel begins with combat general Brett Hawthorne doing some dumb shit in Afghanistan. Right, right. But there's a flashback, and Kane, my note says within the first chapter, racism, because there is the line. Brett Ben's painting a picture with his words, sure. right? And he's talking about how Brett Hawthorne he wasn't Irish enough to fit in with the Irish kids, but Uh-oh. he wasn't Polish. He couldn't fit Uh-oh. in with the Polish kids. Okay. He made the mistake so he, he's of wo- trying to befriend black kids. I understand. So and he, he was wa- he walked white away. and oppressed because yes. he didn't belong to any sort of ethnic group. Yes. So then he tried to enter the black people. And I'm not done with this. What he walked away from with the blacks were a black eye. And a few new vocabulary words. Oof, so naughty. And then, Kane, I must talk about my favorite character. Yard. The man with no name. Mm-hmm. Everyone His called him Yard. Yard. He was the star of the football team. And you may notice that if you play football, you have a jersey with your name on it. Yeah. So how does no one know his fucking name? Does the jersey just say Yard? I guess. But so, Brett Brett Hawthorne is sitting down one day, and he sits next to Yard, and Yard says, did you just call me N-word? But it does not say N-word, it just says it. He wrote out, Ben Shapiro wrote out... (laughs) The N-word. The N-word. Oh, okay. And Brett Hawthorne goes, no, I didn't, sir. I think you did, honky. But then, the hand of God, Ben Shapiro's fake one black friend, Derek, who doesn't exist, defends Brett Hawthorne. (laughs) Wait, so hold on. So let me wrap my head around this interaction. Yeah. So the Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro self insert yeah. sits down next to this athlete. Yeah. Uh black athlete. Oh, and I... then the black athlete goes, Did you just call me the N word? And before we unprompted. Get... Yes. And before we finish this, I must finish that when Ben describes Yard, the star football player with no name. Sure. The description is he looked like he was heading for a lifetime of prison workouts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What do you mean? And the name is Ben, like, and and also the name is like a double meaning for yard, as in like footballing, and yard as in like prison yard. Yep, love that. Like you, you might as well just named him like, oh god, what's what's that like Harry Potter, like Rusty Shacklesford, <laughs> the fucking Harry Potter guy who's who's black. Yeah, that J.K. Rowling was like, I'm gonna name him Rusty Shacklesford. Oh, excellent, excellent, love it. But yes, Kay, that is the interaction. He sits down. The black athlete goes, did you just call me the N-word? Right. And then he goes... To which any normal person would respond, no. And then the other person would go, oh, okay. But no, Kane. Yard goes, I think you did, honky. And then, again, any normal person would go, oh, I'm sorry, you missed... I I didn't make any noise. I apologize. Because any normal person would also realize that honky is nowhere near equivalent to the N-word. But then he is saved... By Derek, his one black friend, who never comes up again. Right, right, right. It's not, it's not a He literally book. descends from heaven. It says that his, it describes it as his arm appeared on his shoulder, which is not good bros. No, so he's he's also the, the like, anti-racist ninja. Yes. Like, he shows up to defend white people. Ben Shapiro's black friend, who he never had, who right, would defend right. Ben Shapiro on Twitter yeah. every time he gets called yeah, a racist. Yeah. So, Turns out his black friend is literally a white guy in, like, shoe paint. <laughs> just so, awful or like the you know the on twitter where it's like as a black man and it's like a white guy who forgot yeah. to change his account so forgive reagan brett hawthorne combat general goes through his growth spurt because he was small gangly yeah, yeah, bean, yeah. and now he's a six foot tall bear of a man becomes a military general mm-hmm. learns pastille right one of the most difficult languages to learn okay but and he points this out learns nothing of afghan culture which so, you may notice is being fucking impossible. <laughs> yeah, cannot... that would be like, I mean, in, in any case, learning any language and not knowing anything about the culture would be, I feel like, impossible. Because there are specific, especially when you talk about, like, Middle Eastern languages or anything like that, or anything from Asia in general. Like, there are multiple versions or, or words for things that don't exist. It just so happy, Kane, don't question... <laughs> The, the intelligence, the the blinding brilliance of Brett Hawthorne. Yes, otherwise Brett, known as Ben, ben Shapiro, <laughs> which so, is also interesting because, not to get too sidetracked, but Ben Shapiro is Jewish. Yeah, who, I would assume, knows Hebrew. Yeah, but he doesn't know anything about the culture, right? Because that's how language works. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Continue. So, one of my favorite bits is Brett Hawthorne, Combat General. The CNN people come up and they're the devil. They want to show that the American military is evil. They want to get this story of this loony general just shooting right, kids. Right, right. And so, Ben sees a child riding a donkey and instinctively goes to pull out his gun. And Ben Shapiro describes how he shoots a child and was fully justified. Now, Kane, you might Wait, think, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I, I zoned out a little yeah. bit. <laughs> ben Shapiro's self-insured shoots a, a child. Middle Eastern child. Yes. Okay. Who was riding a donkey? Yeah. What was the threat posed? Because you said that he was, like, fully within his rights to do so Kane, in the canon. It's a Middle Eastern child. Oh, I understand. Riding a donkey, <laughs> which could have been full of explosives. It was. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, Ben does that, and you might think that's needless cruelty, murdering a child. A, shut up, it's going to happen several more times throughout this book. What the B, f- several? B, it is a parallel to our cop character we'll meet later, who shoots, quote, a dead-eyed black child. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So, like, then... I, it's getting to a point where I'm feeling bad making jokes, <laughs> because I'm just like... I don't, I don't even know what to do about this sort of thing. Wait, so again, not to, to sidetrack too much because I know you've got you've got some stuff, and I I looked at your notes earlier and it said BLM conspiracy in big letters. But uh, what was the public response to this book when it came out? No one read it, so nobody cares. <laughs> no one gives a shit about because it. this is the kind of shit where it's like. This is, like, violently racist. Yes. Like, not, like, no, duh, it's Ben Shapiro, but, like, this is the kind of shit where it's, like, how did he not receive measurable pushback? There is a bit in this book where Bubba Davis, the senator of Texas, okay, whose campaign swag, campaign slogan was, don't let them hornswoggle you, which is not a thing anyone from Texas has no, ever said. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say hornswoggle besides, like, somebody from like red dead 2 who's like like literally has like no teeth or something bubba davis senator of texas his press secretary Mm -hmm. alan brett hawthorne's wife gets kidnapped because they live in texas and it's a border town so it's a violent gets kidnapped by the cartel Okay. And Bubba Davis calls President Prescott. Which happens all the time. Yeah, all the time. In real life. Yeah, yeah. Texas individuals being kidnapped by the cartel. Yeah. And Bubba Davis goes, this is an act of war. To which President Prescott responds, it wasn't an act by a military, that's not war. Which you might notice is the reasonable and correct response. To which Bubba Davis replies, I can see you, but don't. To which Bubba Davis replies, everyone knows that the Mexican government is run by the cartel. And the president just goes, you're right. <laughs> no, the president goes, you're wrong. And I hate you. Good. Because you're from okay. Texas. Oh, I understand. So the, 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 the shroud of legitimacy and reasonableness is, is not so. And it's in fact just there because he hates him because of different political affiliation. Kane, I need you to understand how much of a villain President Prescott is because he's A, just white Obama, but B... The thing he wants, his legacy seeking, his works program, uh-huh. it's literally described as, hold on one second, public funding, quote, for the betterment of all Americans is portrayed as evil because it is the work freedom program because, Kane, what was printed on the gates of Auschwitz? Oh, God. <laughs> work is freedom? Yes. Yeah. And that's the slogan of this work freedom plan, Kane, because this president is evil because he wants public funding for jobs. Uh, I'm like sitting here like, I mean, that sounds great. Like, and then you're you're like, oh, Auschwitz. And then I'm like, it's funny because I still think that's something the American government would do by accident. (laughs) Like they would just be like, yeah. Well, uh, we're doing this bill called the My Struggle Bill, you know, and like not not understand. And then the, they would just be like, oops, like I feel like that or like the it was the, like build back better thing that's currently going on or trying to be passed. And then it's like someone comes out and they're like, actually, build back better is, is uh, the three B's represents something. And then they would just be like, yeah, but I don't care. So. You asked about the BLM conspiracy because I've kind of said most of my notes and the other ones are pointing out specific sentences that are bad. 
and the thing about like you will ask me devin what is the plot of this book and i yeah, respond that's what i was gonna say is like what what happens like what is the building i will like, respond, he kills some children but like shut up <laughs> it's bad but i, I want to cover the blm conspiracy because okay, if okay, i don't okay. i will forget so when sean o'halligan the police officer who quote doesn't want to die in this shitty side of town who is definitely irish yes Shoots the, quote, dead-eyed black child. Uh, yeah. It was set up by our other black character, LeVon. Okay. And LeVon's, I don't want to say right-hand man. What's it when you're when someone's above you? You're the lieutenant to someone. Reverend Jim Davis, a.k.a. Al Sharpton. And okay. LeVon was also evil Obama. Basically, if you're a black man with yeah. any sort of leftist or even remotely, not even leftist, just progressive view in general, you are evil obama here's why you're evil because that dead-eyed black child that wasn't just something a cop did because he was scared it was their master manipulation cane they paid that kid to go harass that cop because quote getting to harass a policeman is a rare treat in the hood and i laughed out loud because i have watched several videos in my lifetime of white people cursing at cops and i will think what's it like to fly <laughs> so they use the death of this child to get the public, you know, mad. Yeah. Because why else would a cop shoot, shoot a black kid? Yeah. And it, it would be just like the black community to literally sacrifice a human being just to piss off a cop. Yeah. Yeah. They, because thank you, Ben Shapiro. That's, that is your understanding of community uh, or of, of people actually looking out for each other. Levon is portrayed as evil because his police reform is just the concept of community policing yeah and it's all his secret plot to own the police and which the, by the way the concept of community policing a concept that predates has, the police that has yeah predates the police and also has been uh successful in almost every instance that it's ever been used throughout history even to the point where like modern day failed states continue to exist because of community policing uh, have you considered shut up <laughs> <laughs> a few more gems from this book before we really get into the niche yeah, of the yeah. plot so oh i'm not gonna have to make up a character that exists in this world you am I? are that's the whole point of the oh, podcast no. okay, okay, baby okay, boy okay, okay so continue 9-11-2 happens yeah and president cawthorn goes i need the national guard i need them from texas and bubba davis goes i can't send you the national guard because of the border it's a slow invasion kane i understand which is just straight up white which is just it's straight up great replacement theory because at first you said that and i was like that wouldn't happen in real life texas would be like all about helping out in the event of like a national tragedy and then you were like no because of the border and i'm like no i can straight up seeing like ted cruz being like uh, our Democrat president wants us to take away our border security to help with something that he should have prevented. And, and I could, like, hear it in my head. So so in that way, like, Ben Shapiro's really good at being able to just do bullshit, like, alt-right propaganda shit and be able to hit it in the head on the, like, nail in the head, but for the wrong reason. <laughs> there, there are a, a few more things I want to get. Uh, one is when Levon is giving this speech about how, like, it's bad that a policeman shot a child and is explaining how, like, part of the reason we don't trust cops is because they're not members of the community. And mm -hmm. not even just moving here will fix that. We need, again, just describing the concept of community policing, yeah. but that's bad. But Ben Shapiro makes sure to describe how a blonde woman is getting turned on by this speech. What the fuck? Which is just weird, right? Yeah. There's another part where... Alan, this is at the end of the book, so big spoilers, but 9-11-3 is oh, about yeah, to happen. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to read this book at yeah. some point. But two 9-11s happened in this book. Yeah, yeah. Because remember how we were right. I mean, no, the the mainstream media was wrong. There yeah, I was going to say, 9-11, another, like, terrorist attack is literally, like, an, like an alt-right propagandist wet dream. Like, they, they, they quiver at the idea of having any sort of attack, especially when, like, uh, a Democrat president is currently. But, Kane, remember how there weren't weapons of mass destruction, right? Oh, Saddam and, and didn't the, have yeah, any yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. We, we, the president let up generations of children die on a fucking lie. Yeah. What if there were weapons of mass destruction? <laughs> the whole time. And there are in this universe. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Can I guess the end? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so Black Lives Matter has been a full front for the terrorist group that has created the weapons of mass destruction 
and that they've been able and they were able to seed themselves in the left government to pave the way for bombs to be dropped nationwide. You see, Kane, that's coherent because the BLM thing doesn't tie into any of the main stuff. Because I forgot to bring up, you do mean a Muslim character? Yeah, yeah. Plot twist: terrorist. Oh, yeah. Because of course, yeah, yeah. the one we thought was good. So, but, like the whole thing involving the BLM conspiracy and everything—that's just because he needs to make it apparent that like everyone who isn't white is bad. Yes. Okay. So, Ellen. Brad Hawthorne's wife. Take a bullet for you, babe. That's what they say every time they hang up on the phone. Yeah. She's on a plane. She's on Air Force One. Why? I'll get to that later. <laughs> Trust okay. me, it's not going to make sense when I explain okay. it. But Muslims she, start... Like, stowed away. Muslims like, start praying. And you may recognize this if you're a fucking lunatic. It's bad and scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ellen goes to move. But Ben Shapiro describes it how no one else on the plane could move because they were suddenly overcome with a sudden inability to fight their political correctness wait i just had like a sinking feeling (laughs) in my stomach is he doing the famous like their cast like the others are casting a curse on people thing no it's just kane we've we've all been programmed by political correctness to not punch muslims when they pray because that's terrorism Okay, so there's like a bunch of, so the whole thing is that there's a bunch of Muslims on the plane yeah. praying? They're on the plane praying because okay. that's their death chant. Okay. Because they're about to 9-11-3. This will be the third 9-11 that I understand. Split. That's how it ends. That's how it ends with the third 9-11. Oh, okay. And it just ends like that. Yeah, and I've I've left out some characters like Soledad sure. and her SWAT friend, but it's all it's all more like that, just... That that sinking feeling you have is most of the book. But Kane, are there any questions? Yes. <laughs> give, You'd be surprised to know that I have a lot of questions. <laughs> give, give, give unto Daddy. Okay. Um. I guess my big one again is the one I asked already, which is like, how was there not backlash? And I recognize that like, it's one of these things where I really don't want to be cynical and say that like, well, if there wasn't backlash, because this is what a lot of people think. Oh no, you're good. I thought wait. Yeah, no, you're good. I thought I had to sneeze and since we're both recording. Yeah, yeah. This part will get cut out, it's fine. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, it's one of those things where I try not to be cynical and I s and I'm like, oh well this is what everyone thinks kind of thing. Because like obviously not. In no shot. But then I have the the point of me that's like, well no, because um there's a lot of the right and a lot of liberals who are like they're they're not going to be so like oh yeah like about it that as ben shapiro is but they're also not going to be like they're going to be like oh well yeah like you know like in their head especially when it comes to muslim stuff part of the reason this book didn't receive like a huge backlash is because like can you ever read the turner diaries Mm -mm. exactly you're not the kind of you're not a white supremacist who needs jerk off fiction yeah so you wouldn't read this book no one's going out to find the Ben Shapiro fiction novel yeah. unless they are a Ben Shapiro fan who already agree with but everything like, we've said. I guess my other thing, too, is why isn't this pointed to... Because this isn't the only book he's written that's a, that's a story like this, right? Like, he's written other fictional stories with self-inserts where they're all probably equally racist. I'm thinking about... No, his other short stories are just stupid okay. and muddled and trying to be... This... Because when you write a novel, sure. you write your soul, yeah. and just what is in you will come out. Yeah. And that's what happened here, as opposed to the short stories that when? were short enough to just be stupid. Yeah. When was this written? Uh, I don't know. It was released in 2016. Okay. So, recent enough. Yeah. This isn't like... Because part of it, too, is when, especially when you're talking about f- fiction or anything written by even an American in general, and talking about, like heavily like anti-muslim 9-11 stuff is just like how close to 9-11 it is but this is definitely i mean this is this is modern so this is this is hmm okay why isn't this pointed to more often for people who are like because i feel like it's to even still if you go online and you're like you know ben shapiro is like just straight up a racist right propagandist like you should not be listening to him why don't people just be like, dude, <laughs> like literally this book. I feel like more people need to do that. More people need to be like, yeah, uh, look. separate art from the artist, Kane. If your art, okay. <laughs> you ever thought about that? Huh? If I was sitting in a room filling up a book with just pictures of swastikas, <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like that's different. Like that's that's a, that's along the same vein. Like I feel like you can't just be like, nah. I just like drawing this 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 picture. I think some of it is also just like the how many times these fuckers have to go full mask off and me post the clip yeah. before you get it. Yeah, it's 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 a. I mean, not to come across as like a holier than thou or because i do understand and i get honestly like it's something that i've myself have been working on as somebody who's trying to become an educator and as somebody who's been dipping more and more into like just political ideologies and learning about political science and like all these things in general as well as like cultures and anthropology it's this idea of like you become so involved and enwrapped in an ideology that you literally delude yourself into thinking like like when somebody shows you evidence or somebody shows you like irrefutable proof, like this is a bad thing. You either don't trust them, try to discredit the the evidence and then, or you try to like your own mind, like just can't let you break the delusion because that would be too like earth shattering for you. And that's like one of the big, like it happened a lot during the January 6th, the insurrections. When people were like, wow, maybe Trump really is. A, wait, maybe I'm, have I been, am I the, it was literally the, am I the, am I the bad guy? Like, like the yeah, whole time. Reed, the human brain is one of the most fascinating and complex organisms, uh, not or, organs of all time. And one of its striking key defining characteristics is the ability for cognitive dissonance. Yeah. It, read, read the little Nazis and understand that for most people, there will never be a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. There's something specifically in leftist ideology that my roommate and I have talked about a lot, which is this idea that's very prevalent in a lot of non-white leftist movements and neighborhoods and communities and things like that, which is that a lot of people, especially white people who are steeped in American culture or Western culture, are not worth the time to save, are not worth the ability to try to help, because there is not... What is it? It's called like revolutionary potential, essentially, is that they are too lost in the sauce. And by trying to help these people or anything like that, it's like talking to a wall. And it's like you have to recognize when. But that being said, you should, in my personal opinion, you should still try to help people. Like, I don't blame anyone for getting lost in the sauce yeah. when it comes to this kind of stuff, especially not because like a lot of the people who look up to Ben Shapiro or who would would read this book or something like that are people who have been fucked over by society who are trying to find a reason and Ben Shapiro is being like, well, it's Muslims, it's it's black people, it's and point the point the vitriol away from from what actually is happening to minorities, which is something that's happened for as long as the whole of human existence. Yeah, that is is making is othering people to prevent the people in power from actually receiving any kind of backlash the reason conspiracy theories are as powerful as they are is because the real world is complicated and scary and if i sit you down and simply say in the sentence because the interlocking systems of power that govern your lives are fundamentally corrupt that's a sentence i have to unpack and it's big and scary but if i can just take that feeling that fundamental wrongness you feel in your soul because we're all on some level aware that the world shouldn't be like this yeah and i can just go black people bad Mm -hmm. that's so much easier yeah it's easy to say because it's harder to explain a system to someone and explain how hundreds of years of history have made things the way they are thousands of years of history but hundreds of years when you're talking about american system and about how like the different ways that slavery and racism and bigotry and all these things factor into literally every aspect of life like like the understanding that even the places where you're just like that shouldn't even make sense like retail or like um fucking determining like credit score shit like that are also race-based and that they were specifically based around race is just mind-blowing and when you realize this this is why it's like it in and of itself becomes so hard to explain and scary that people get come up with terms like critical race theory or something like that to scare the shit out of themselves and they would much rather believe that there's some evil mastermind behind the scenes because that's also more entertaining. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit down and listen to how like, dec- you know, hundreds of years yeah, of history. Yeah, here, here, here's, here's what it is. I can sit you down and have you read, and I'm forgetting the author's name, but a debt, the first 5,000 years or, or yeah, what yeah. have you. 
That book's fucking boring. It's yeah. really important information, but it's fucking boring. But if I sit down and I explain this evil, shadowy yeah, cabal... Yeah. Who but drink baby... Who drink baby blood. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Da- fucking Darth Vader and Lord Soth are out there killing your yeah, kids. They, they'll kill your kids and drink your baby's blood. <laughs> and the, the, every every operation is a false flag operation, including your own birth. You were never born. You were actually born in a test tube. Right? Like, some people say that given life is given death. I'll come back tomorrow, maybe. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call the crew. And then, and then you go home, and then, or then they they go home, and they realize they're not allowed to see their kids. <laughs> like, it's like I'm a victim of divorce court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, it's... we've gotten on a very long political tirade. We uh, have the book. Yeah, <laughs> coming back to like the book itself, I guess my my questions about the book are just so like, I don't know. It's it's part of those things where I guess because I'm not somebody from this specific subculture where I'm just kind of still flabbergasted that these sorts of things exist. And that like, this is the kind of stuff that like, like Ben Shapiro especially would talk about every day. I feel like every single day he talks about like cancel culture and how people are coming for him and like all of this stuff. And then I'm like, this is the shit that you should get canceled over. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And so it's like, it, it, any point if he is like people are coming for me because i said megan the stallion wasn't hot or something like that it's like no people are coming for you because you have like the most racist depictions of shit in like modern fiction ah no you see it does not (laughs) matter how deeply sexist and religious zealot of a man that i am if i say that a woman is not attractive i'm canceled on twitter did you know that jordan peterson had a dream where he fucked his grandma Okay, now it's your turn to talk. <laughs> it was something, it was a complete side tangent. It was like in one of his books, he had a dream where he describes how his grandmother seduced him at a pool. And like, it didn't happen in real life, but it was like in his dream. He was like, I had a dream that she was fingering herself and then she made me smell her fingers and then she had me finger her and then she whipped out my dick. And it was just like, like an actual thing that he published in a book recently. And, uh, like, I'm not even paraphrasing. It's literally like that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. This episode comes with a trigger warning? Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty... You might actually should... You should probably do a trigger warning before this and just be like, hey, uh, <laughs> deeply political and disturbing. Sure. Oh, this is the same feeling whenever Ted Cruz shows up on the Hasanabi stream and she's like, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz showing yeah, up. Yeah, t- t- <laughs> <laughs> Ted Cruz trigger warning. You're about to see Ted Cruz. Be careful. So, but yeah, no, that that was fun. But no, um, any questions that would help you create a character? Because that's what this podcast is about. So, right off the bat, <laughs> I'm gonna say I will be creating a white character. Yes. Okay. I a hero. <laughs> oh, that's another thing I forgot to mention. Ben Shapiro describes everyone's height. <laughs> and would you like to guess who the short people are? Well. <laughs> excuse me i'm sorry i i know like i i know what he's done who are are the short people uh it's gonna be everyone not white it's the terrorists yeah the terrorists are the only short people yeah because i would say he would probably make black people too large because they would have to be physically threatening to him and then all of the terrorists are going to be short. Yeah, yeah. And he he's writing this from his desk where he's like tip where he's like swinging his feet back and forth because his feet can't touch the ground <laughs> as he's like typing on his way in his little compu- on his Fisher Price computer. Um. So we're making a white a hero a noble man. Yeah, and someone I feel who must like protect the West. Okay, I already have a character in mind, but it's based off of a real life person. All right. Um. That I know. Um. <laughs> that I won't go into detail. My day. Uh. Yeah. No. Uh. <laughs> Which is that he is a white guy who is Irish and says slurs because the Irish were slaves too. I fucking, I hate that so much because actual Irish people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But like he's an Irish guy in the way that like he's not Irish. He's just a white guy who has like relatives 200 years ago who were Irish. But now he's like John Smith, like just some random guy. And then like. He's, like, got tons of, like, Gaelic tattoos and, like, shit like that. And then he's just like, no, I can say the N-word because my people built the railroad. 
Meanwhile, he lives in, like, Kentucky. Talk about how fucking... A, that's not where the Irish were slaves. So B, talk about it. Fuck it. There's, there's monuments to this day of the lives lost on the fucking bread trail. Fuck it. God damn it. I... Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I. I, uh, I. 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 This is easy because I feel like there are so many people in real life who exist like this. Which is that it would be I could create a character who's white who has some. I mean, you could also go uh, trigger warning. We're going to make fun of Italians. Um, we did, that was the last episode. Oh, okay. Bob and I did a Harry Potter character. Oh no. <laughs> okay. 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 But yeah, no. Uh, like anyone from any sort of ethnic group that was uh, historically considered non-white, who is now white, like Polish, Italian, uh, Jewish to a certain extent, like it, it, all of these people who are like who are now white. Obviously. And are you going to tell me that whiteness doesn't exist and is used as an exclusionary tool yeah, to Yeah, that proximity to whiteness determines on whether or not your uh, success or how likely you are to be able to say certain things and get away with it. Um, so our character, let's call him a Halligan. Oh, you like the fucking... No, I like the idea of, like, coming up with a weird... Like, the first name has to be masculine for no reason. Okay. Um, Colt. Colt. Yeah. That's a good one. There we go. Colt and then his Spurs. Colt Spurs. <laughs> Colt Spurs. So you immediately get this idea of like a cowboy. Yeah. But he's like he's like hard, he's grizzled. Like uh kind of like somebody Clint Eastwood would play. Here's, here's so like already Colt Spurs looks like every video game protagonist. So white guy blonde white <laughs> white guy, a little bit of stubble. Sure, yeah. A little bit of stubble. Like, uh, he's definitely, like, he's a blue-collar worker. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's part of the people. Yeah, he's part of the people, but he's definitely, like, a, the white people. Yeah, but he's also definitely, like, a, um, like, he's, like, unions take your money. Oh, like, he hates like, unions? Don't, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, like, he's, like, his problem is that he, like, this is a problem he talks about all the time, is that he's, like, uh, like, a electrician, like a tradesman. But because he refuses to join the tradesman union, he has to have his own business and it's struggling. And so now he blames the union for his problems because he's not part of them and he refuses to. Okay, so this this leads into some characters I left out. So Soledad, who sure. is Clyde Bundy, but a Latina. Okay. So Ben can be like, look, I'm not racist. I have a, a Mexican woman. Sure. She has a militia. They're called Soledad Soldiers. And they compare themselves to... Prescott's Hogs, which were a Confederate cavalry unit. Sure. So good job, Ben. So there's already a militia in this world. Does Colt Spurs join this militia? No. Colt, Colt Spurs wouldn't join any militia that, uh... How do I word this? <laughs> that had one of them dirty wetbacks? He... <laughs> I can say that I'm Mexican. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you come with a, the thing. Um, no, Colt, Colt Spurs is like, oh God, he would be very like, I wouldn't join any sort of militia unless I was pushed to that extreme. Like, like leaving it on the table, like I would do that. However, I'm, uh, I don't have to yeah. kind of both as a, as a show of manliness, but also because Ben Shapiro is an idiot, not realizing that the curious neat character doesn't have to is because he it lives privileged yeah yeah he's fine um like and also the whole like his business is struggling because he's not in a union when in fact he's like he's fine he, he's 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 middle class is like the thing like he's, he's doing uh fine. he's he's the dad from shameless who's constantly like i don't believe in his damn government handouts and it's collecting his fucking <laughs> yeah no he's the guy he's like somebody who would have gone to the january 6th riots yeah. where he's like the government's fucking us over. Meanwhile, they like chartered their whole way there and is staying in like a B uh, Airbnb for like seven nights, completely like paid for and rented a jeep. And they're like they're doing just fine. Fucking Colt Spurs, Jesus Lord. So... Yeah, and I've uh, Colt Spurs. He wears long sleeves no matter what. So even if it's hot out, he's still wearing like long sleeves Carhartt shirts. Okay, so here's a question: Where's Colt Spurs from? Because 9-11 happens twice, and the second time it happens, it destroys almost all of the heights. He's from the Midwest, but, mm -hmm. like, in, like, unnamed Midwest. He's just from the Midwest. Colt Spurs from the Midwest, comma, the, the Midwest, dash, that part of America that in is the both middle. middle and west. Yeah, he's, he's from the Midwest, 
and uh, he just speaks very plainly. Um, however, he's not afraid. He he says what he means, and he means what he says. Oh, and what and what he says are slurs. <laughs> what he says is racist. <laughs> and what he says is racist things. And he that's my free speech, brother. And he especially opens up over some beer. And which case he will he loves to talk about his racial heritage. He has exactly one friend who is ethnic, and he doesn't know what it is, but he says, and it's You're like one of the, the waiter ones. at a restaurant. <laughs> It's like it's like his favorite restaurant has like like it's an Indian place. Oh, and he has real like quick, a... there's a thing I forgot. So there's a part in the book where Brett's like, "I need you to find a man." I'm like, what's what's his name? What does it look like? And he goes, "His name, Muhammad," which is the most popular name in the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's another part where Ben's like, where Brett Hawthorne is like, "I need you to racially profile someone," and he gets the police to do it. And then it doesn't work. It's an example of yeah. why racial profile is a waste of fucking yeah. time. But Brett Hawthorne stands behind the decision. Yeah. Fucking love it. Love you, Ben. You fucking genius. I think another another part of Colt Spurs is that he has multiple DUIs and has been to jail, but still likes cops. And like he like specifically is like, yeah, no, I'm glad the cops have arrested me and, and like have done this because that not only is are they showing that they did their jobs right, but the cops were nice every time. <laughs> i hate colt spurs so much yeah he, he fits right in this universe yep all right so we've got we've got general vibe we've got kind of his look midwestern long sleeves kind of fills itself and yep. we all know what we I like, like the idea that he like would be fit if he did literally anything but he kind of has a belly oh that reminds me so there's a thing that alan hawthorne describes when she first sees brett hawthorne sure. again because he's been tortured so he's lost a little weight and she's like he finally defeated what he's been known as the famed Hawthorne gut. The five pounds around his midriff he just couldn't shake off. Which is just clearly Ben Shapiro's own insecurities. Again, painting his soul into this fucking Yeah, book. yeah. And, like, trying to be like, what's that that thing? I, let's say hypothetically, I thought a guy was attractive. And it was because he didn't have w- w- that fat right above right above the penis. The, he had those, you know, that V? Yeah, what if he had... Mm, what if... Let's say hypothetically, someone was attracted to that. Let's say hypothetically, I'm attracted to, to muscle daddies with dick pointers. Uh-huh. For the sake of argument, I think about slobbing on that hawk. For the sake of argument, what if his muscles were just... What if you could... What if you could grab his muscle titties and just hold on, like handles? What if he trained for vascularity? <laughs> By the way, this is just Devin uh, showing my own <laughs> shit uh, for a second. Training for vascularity is fucking gross. I hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, you, you want to be veiny. Why do you want to? Why do you want to be ribbed? I will say one of my favorite tweets Cody Rhodes ever made when he was feuding feuding with Kota Ibushi is like Kota Ibushi's like fucking yeah. jacked and he's like shredded, like more muscular than a Japanese person usually is because he's just dead that yeah, dedicated. Yeah. But he's got like you know the fucking vein. Yeah. And Cody like posted a gym pic. And he's like, I'm trying to get one of those random veins in my arm, like at Rat Boy Ibushi. <laughs> You make sure the dick looks like a Snickers bar. So when I'm sucking a hog, I want it to look like a Snickers. Not black. Not black. That would be gross. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Let's say hypothetically, do you support the balls? You're like, do you do you hold them up near the shaft <laughs> while you pleasure it? Masculinity is being attacked. These liberals keep saying that yeah. masculinity is toxic. So I, Ben Shapiro, hold the balls. We're going to reclaim sucking dick. We're going to take it away from the gay community. Because they have too many things. And I'm going to start with my best friend and pseudo-lover, Steven Crowder. <laughs> I'm not going to do a Steven Crowder black impersonation. Oh, you I'm going to let you be the crows from Dumbo real quick. <laughs> or the crows from fucking um, Fritz the Cat. No, not Fritz the Cat. What the fuck is the Ralph Basically, Batman? if it's a black animal, it was probably racist in a cartoon. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Um, so, Kane, I'm holding on to the wheel. Yeah. And I'm wheeling us back on track. Yeah. What else do we need to cover with Colt Spurs? We've got Vibe. We've got, you know, kind He's of. He's divorced dad. Yes. He's divorced dad. That's it. Okay. I Do you feel like we're at the one fun fact piece? Because I feel this character is pretty fully realized to me. Oh, yeah. I feel like Colt Spurs is standing outside our window. Like, I feel like it's like Voldemort, <laughs> where we've said his name too many times and he's hunting us down. Uh. <laughs> Like, I'm going to look over and I'm going to see, like, 
a guy in some like those reflective like cop sunglasses oh, yeah. oh, and like a Colts tucked in he's wearing like a tucked in carhartt shirt his belly is kind of like protruding over his blue jeans oh, he's got a mustache he's got like the shirt tucked into the blue jeans he's got a mustache but it's not like super good yeah, it's just it's, like it's a pathetic wispy little yeah but he's like old enough that he should have a good mustache but he doesn't <laughs> oh wait this is really important for the character he has a phone, but it's on a clip on his belt. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. Cold Spurs. Like, he, he's got his phone in a little phone holster. God, I fucking hate you, Cold Spurs. You're the fucking worst. Cold Spurs loves fucking black cop. Cold Spurs looked at Kyle Rittenhouse and said, I wish that was my son. Oh, yeah, 100%. But his son was right there because it was the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his son has his headphones on, like, watching the Hasanavi podcast. Oh, God. Oh, this fucking family. This exists. Yeah, Like, does. this is this is something, like, this is the most sure I've been about something in my life, that we are currently actively describing a living human being. So, last episode, the one with Bob, I was like, this feels the most like a character who will show up in the next installment, and this is just a human being. No, we've, we've willed, if this person didn't exist, they do now. We've spawned them. We've egregored fucking cult We've Yeah, we've spawned them. I'm going to, like... It'll be, like, days from now, and then it's going to be, like, some random person in, like, Florida is going to get arrested, and you're going to DM me, like, a picture of their fucking, like, mugshot. Yeah, they got arrested in a Disneyland for screaming about, like, Disney supporting the gays. And it's going to be, you're going to be, like, you're going to send it to me with, like, exclamation marks and be like, holy shit. And it's gonna, their name's going to be, like, Colt Spurs, and they're going to look like this. <laughs> Like, we, we we will have, we will be partially responsible for this person's existence. We are guilty for the sins of Colt Spurs. Yeah, this is what God father. felt like. So, do you think God stays in Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. The, right the, what the Spy Kids quote, yeah. This so, is what it feels like to be God. I, oh, I think we're at the one fun fact apiece about Colt Spurs. I think Spurs. so, and it's about an hour, so I think that was, I think that was good. That was podcasting. I was worried about having to build a character, but then I did the one thing I know, which is to create white people <laughs> as a white person. To create white people in a fictional universe. This, this, so I'm saying this one, it's not my full fun fact because it's too obvious. Cold Spurs fucking loves Rage Against the Machine, but he doesn't get it. He doesn't, he doesn't understand why they've become so political. <laughs> <laughs> Same with uh, like System of a Down. Oh. Like he, he, doesn't, he loves it, but he doesn't understand when they became political. Colt Spurs goes to a local shitty dive bar and orders the usual. But yeah, he has no idea what it is. Yeah. And he goes to a restaurant. He goes to a like Mexican restaurant, orders a quesadilla. And the nice lady fucking hates him. She fucking hates him. That's my fun fact. Oh, yeah. I feel like we can just continue doing this. We can do this forever. Like, he, he, uh,. I don't know, Colt, Colt Spurs likes to go to, like, car shows and go to people and go, uh, like, like, uh, he'll, he'll just walk up and he'll touch it and he'll look at them and he'll just be like, beautiful car you got here. And, like, like expecting, like, some sort of, like, response. But then he has it already pre-programmed where he's gonna, like, be like, mind if I take it for a spin? Like, as a joke, but, like, not really, because he has nothing else going on in his life. Every layer, I've hated Colt Spurs a little more, which means mm-hmm. we've done it. Oh. S- send home, we did it. I have another, I have another thing. Yeah, go for it. Uh, he has an Asian wife. Oh, God, fuck it, of course he does. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my God, he's on my hot Asian wife, the Libertarian Facebook group! Oh, yeah, he, he has, like, his wife is from, like, his wife is from uh is laotian and she like her family like escaped laos quote unquote and so she's like super anti-communist so all right kane that's been an episode of the podcast Do we do the bit at the end where I say, what are we doing next week? The answer is, I don't know. I think I'm talking with Becca next week. I also feel bad. Like, I feel like I'm going to get canceled after (laughs) after talking about this. This is what it's like to be Ben Shapiro, I bet. So, Kane, would you like to plug your pluggables? My pluggables are my own Twitter, uh, at Fortuna Regis, 
F-O-R-T-U-N or underscore R-E-G-I-S. And my tw uh, Twitch is at the same name. And other than that, I don't. I'm, I'm not popular. All right, and that That's is an episode. I will, much like Ben Shapiro, will do everything with his power to modify his horrible right-leaning views and bigotries. I will do everything with my power to monetize whatever friendship I have. Kane, you've been a lovely guest. Next week again, I think Becca. Maybe we'll see. It'll be fun. It probably won't be the last time you see Kane for the retrieval arc, but definitely won't be the last time you see Kane on this podcast. We'll be back on again. That's a promise. Goodbye. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I guess that's staying, and that's funny. <laughs>